Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God today. Kingdom of God. Uh, it's not government. It's not country. It's not a place. Uh, it's not even kingdom of God. Kingdom of heaven is not even the the place you go after you die. Up there. That's not what Jesus had in mind when he talked about kingdom of heaven. When he, Jesus talked about kingdom of heaven, he's talking about talking very. He was talking very much about our life here on earth. What kingdom of heaven is like, and today Jesus gave us a parable and tried to explain because kingdom of heaven is so hard to define. You know, defining something is not always helpful. So uh, Jesus used metaphor, stories, parables to explain what kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven looks like. And today, Jesus gave us one story to explain to us what kingdom of heaven is like. Let me read it for you. For the kingdom of heaven it's like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. That's how he explains the kingdom of heaven. A landowner who went out early in the morning. What does this tell us about the kingdom of God? Early in the morning, he went out to do what? To search. To search for the workers. He was searching from early in the morning. But when you look at the uh, parable, it was not just early in the morning. All day, from the morning till one hour before. It says, when he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same, searching. And about five o'clock, that's eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing around and he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? And Jesus is telling us, that's what kingdom of God is like. God who searches for us. God who searches for us. A woman who searched for, searches for the lost coin. A father who searched for the lost son. That is what our God is like. That is what Christianity is all about. One thing great about Christianity, what, one thing that uh, Christianity contributed to us, to the humanity, one of them is it introduced God who searches for us. Not, it is not about us searching for God. It is God. It is about God searching for us. That is a core of what we believe, core of our faith. Our God's Son, seeing how lost we are, how lost humanity of us, 
he came down to search for the lost. We can see that in Jesus' parable of the lost sheep very clearly. It was two chapters before. It says, what do you think? If a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the 99 on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds, truly I'll tell you, he rejoices over and more and over the 99 that never went astray. You will never, my friends, you will never be left alone, abandoned. You will never be alone, left alone, abandoned. Because there is God who searches for you. You will not be lost. My friends, no matter how great you are, how perfect you are, we don't always walk on a right path, right? We don't always walk straight. No matter how hard we try, we sometimes we wander. Sometimes we get lost. When I was a child, I once went to Changgyeongwon. It's called Changgyeong Place, a palace. It's one of the palaces in Korea. And then at that time, there was a Jew, a zoo uh, in that uh, palace. And so many people, so crowded. This time I went to Korea, oh my goodness, so many people, so crowded. And then uh, there, it was so crowded then too. That was uh, how many years ago? Maybe 50 years ago. Still so crowded. I got lost. I was following after the balloons. They were so interesting. And so I was following. And then after a while, I realized I was all alone in the crowd. I couldn't see my mom. Anywhere I looked around, they were all strangers and my mom wasn't there. The panic, the feeling of panic, I still, that is so vivid still to me. And then I looked around and I was almost about to cry. And then I saw my mom looking, searching for everywhere to find me. And then she was running towards me. How relieved I was. Sometimes we get lost. But there is always God who searches for you when you cannot even search for him. Life is not always good. It doesn't matter how hard you try sometimes. Things don't work out. Life is not always kind to you. Even the most capable people can fall. I think the good thing about the scripture is that it's not just talking about God, it's talking about us. And then so well it describes what we are like. 
Even the most capable people fall. Yes. Isaiah saw that very well, and he said this. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. He saw that so well. Even youth, young people will fall, and the strong young men and women will fall. Sometimes we see no solutions for our problems. Hey, if you see the solution, that's not a problem. Because if we can't see the solution, it becomes a problem. We don't see any solution. And we cannot, and then most of all, sometimes we feel that God is hidden. God is not around. God is not there to help me. I cannot see God sometimes. Absence of God. Absence of God. If I feel strongly the presence of God, even if I uh, go through the problems, I can handle that. But when I don't feel God around me, when we face problems, then it becomes a problem. Isaiah knew our troubled heart so well. Why do you say, why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. That's what Israelites experience, absence of God. In the wilderness, they experience the absence of God. And Israelites, they experience the absence of God, so they followed after the Baal, the, uh, the, 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 the idols, and they wandered, they went their own separate ways, and then whole country became totally collapsed. And then Babylon came and took them away. The temple was destroyed and their spirit was destroyed. Everything they lost. They became the lost people. So they felt the absence of God so powerfully. That's why Isaiah is uh, speaking about this. Why do you say, oh Jacob, that God is hidden? You are hidden from the Lord. But Isaiah never, never gave up. Even when he could not feel the presence of God, he did not give up. That's the key. He did not give up. This is what he said. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youth will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Weary, they shall walk and not faint. Never give up. Even when you cannot see God and feel God, never give up. Because there is God who searches for you. When you look at today's story, the landowner did not go out to search for the best of the best. 
He did not go out, uh, go out to scout the best of the best. I mean, uh, baseball players and uh, the hockey players or, you know, uh, they all go out to look for the best of the best in the whole world and then bring them uh, to North America. But this owner did not go out to look for the best of the best. He went out at 11th hour. That's one hour before the closing time. And he looked around for people and he saw some people and asked, why are you not working? And this is what they said. Because no one has hired us. So he was not looking for the best of the best. He was searching for the ones nobody wanted. He was searching for the ones nobody wanted. They were all rejected. That's mercy. That's how mercy works. When we experience that, we experience mercy. And that's what kingdom of heaven is like. No one wants me. But this God. God is not with us only when everything goes well. When you experience difficulties, when you feel powerless and hopeless and helpless, when you don't know what to do, even then, God is searching for you. That is our kind of God. We human beings, we look for the best of the best. But God is different. The way God works is very different from us. Jesus taught us this. Those who are well have no need of a physician. But those who are sick, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. That is our kind of God. That is kind of religion that we have. The measure of a society is how it treats the weakest members. It's not about how much money you have, how luxury, uh, uh, how much luxury you have, and how abundant you are, and what is your GPD and all that. No, the, the the measure of a society is how it treats the weakest members of that society. When we have the vision of the kingdom of God, then our society will not collapse. When our society is only filled with competitiveness and when our society is only for those who are capable and powerful, when the society loses the vision of the kingdom of God, it will not be able to sustain. There will be a lot of sorrow, frustration, and darkness. The measure of society is how, it's about how you treat the weakest. The birth rate 
of Korea right now is the lowest in the world. Young people don't want, want to have children because there are only few jobs that they want. I mean, there are many jobs, but there are particular jobs that they want and they don't, they don't want to work there. So there are few jobs. And also, there's a really, really, it's expensive to educate children. It's very different from here. Very expensive. So they have this word. The, the two words are combined. Edupoor. Edupoor. Often they say edupoor. Education and poor. Korea right now, the birth rate is 0 0.78. Japan used to be lowest. Now is a 1.26. And OECD countries, the average is 1.58. Soon they may have to receive immigration to sustain the economy. Does that society, though, have the infrastructure to be able to accommodate the weak and the poor immigrants? United States or Canada. For many, many years, we survived with immigrants. So we have certain infrastructure. Well, still there's racism, all that, but still we have certain uh, infrastructure. But Korea, are they ready to treat the weakest members of that society? Jesus' whole life was like a metaphor. Metaphor that shows what the kingdom of God is like. He spent time with those who were rejected and alienated and gave them hope for the new life and new opportunity. He restored their dignity. Doesn't matter how poor, how rejected they were. They felt love for the first time. From the society, they always experienced judgment and discrimination. But for the first time with Jesus, they felt valued. Most people might have followed Jesus because they saw miracles Jesus performed. But there were also people who followed Jesus because they experienced this mercy. They experienced the kingdom of God. When Jesus said to Zacchaeus, chief tax collector, I'm going to go to your house and do visitation, Jonathan. <laughs> and then he was so honored because nobody wanted to come to their, his house. He was so honored, he gave all his possession. That's what visitation does. He gave all his possession. And Mary, she broke the perfume and poured out the most expensive perfume because she experienced that mercy. Both of them experienced the kingdom of God 
and disciples, when they experienced that mercy and the kingdom of God, they gave up their lives to follow Jesus. The kingdom of God is hidden to those who think they can handle their lives on, well on their own, who don't need anybody's help. Kingdom of God is revealed to those who desperately need God's help. The kingdom of God is not what we create for ourselves. The kingdom of God is a gift given to us. New opportunity. You can do it again. Even if nobody wants you, I want you. You can live a good life. I know you have failed. I know you have disappointed me. I know you are not doing as well as others, but I give you another opportunity to stand up and live out your full potential. That's what our God.